Hi, this is a look behind and rewind, and I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. You may have noticed that we have a different opening theme today, and there's a very good reason for that. The music you are hearing is called Bon Fry Polka by Edward Strauss. And it's not just any old, ordinary, run-of-the-mill, Tin Pan Alley tune. No, this one has special significance. Today we are doing a salute to the famous raconteur of WOR Radio, Gene Shepard, the man who single-handedly brought raconteurology to bold new heights. Salute! The theme music you just heard is what he used for his 22 years on the air at WOR. And so it's a perfect choice to introduce our special commemorative edition of A Look Behind and Rewind as we honor Gene Shepard, who's often been called a modern-day Mark Twain. As a comedian and author, his radio monologues were an inspiration to many aspiring young writers, myself included. Even Jerry Seinfeld says he learned how to do comedy from Shepard. And in case you hadn't guessed by now, this podcast is actually in a way my own ongoing tribute to Gene Shepard, known to his fans, of course, by the simple nickname of Shep. Now pay attention, my friends, and get out your blue books, because there will be a test on this material later. The first time I ever encountered Shep was when I was a young reader, hungry for new books and new authors, especially of the humorous variety. I had made a trip on my bike to the small hole-in-the-wall library on Chandler Avenue in my old hometown. Compared to larger big city libraries, this was more like a storefront establishment, crammed from floor to ceiling with books of all kinds. Big books, small books, books with plain covers, books with colorful, glossy, attention-getting illustrations that were in the same major league as Hollywood-style pulp fiction. One day, as I was perusing the stacks of stories, trying to decide what my next adventure would be, I came across a book with a very intriguing title. In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Now, compared to more conventional tales like The Adventures of Robinson Crusoe or The Hardy Boys Mysteries, ah, the Hardy Boys, remember them? (laughs) Well, compared to to those ordinary but not very creative titles, this particular book stood out like a sore thumb. I thought to myself, who in the world would have the unmitigated gall or the chutzpah to put together those two unlikely ideas in one book title? I knew we had In God We Trust on all our coins and dollar bills, but the little addition of All Others Pay Cash really piqued my curiosity. So I decided to check it out, along with one or two other more mundane choices. I went up to the circulation desk with all the books in my hot little hands. Now, remember, those were the days when the librarian still had to stamp the due date on the inside back cover. Something you don't see that much anymore. And so, you see, I handed my selections to old Miss Frump with just a little bit of hesitation worrying that she might be offended by such an unconventional, radical, totally unorthodox book title. But luckily that day she must have had her mind on something else, and so she just absentmindedly rubber-stamped the date on the card without even a sideways glance. Pum, 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 pum. 
And then I scooped up the books before she even had a chance to have a second thought and rushed right home to devour my newest literary acquisition. You can probably imagine the delight I had as I began reading about Shep's adventures growing up in the steel town of Homan, Indiana. His encounters with a schoolyard bully, the relationship with his kid brother, his old man's obsession with a garish three-foot-tall table lamp in the shape of a woman's leg, which he won as a prize in a contest sponsored by Nehi Soda Pop. All of these scenes were indelibly burned into my own adolescent consciousness as I gained new appreciation for such a witty, candid, and iconoclastic writer as Gene Shepard. Well, several years later, when I found out that Shep had a regular radio show on WOR, I was really hooked. I'd stay up late in bed almost every night with my ear glued to the transistor radio, listening to Shep as he told new tales of his army days, his travels down Route 22 in New Jersey, his romantic encounter with Wanda Hickey and their night of golden memories, and on and on. Now here's the interesting part, my friends. Uh, I think we need a little Twilight Zone music here. Ah, perfect. Okay. Now here's a coincidence for you. Yes, indeed. As the years went by in my own travels for career and professional advancement, I found myself living in northeastern Ohio for a number of years. And wouldn't you know it, during the tail end of my time in Ohio, Gene Shepard began making a movie loosely based on the stories in his book In God We Trust All Others Pay Cash. And the location they chose to film a Christmas story was none other than Cleveland, Ohio. In fact, the Tremont neighborhood on Cleveland's west side, where Ralphie and the Parker family made their home in the shadows of the nearby steel mills, was one that I was quite familiar with, having driven those same streets numerous times myself. So living in Ohio in 1983, the year that Christmas Story was released, I was well aware of the big hoopla surrounding the production. And for the scenes filmed at Higby's department store, I still remember all the antique cars and trolleys brought to town to lend an historic 1940s flavor to the Christmas parade on Cleveland's public square. And if any of you have never been to Cleveland, I would strongly urge you to stop in and take a tour of the Christmas Story house, which has been beautifully restored to what it originally looked like when they filmed the movie there back in the 1980s. I guarantee you'll have a great time. But I digress. There's one last story I'd like to share about Gene Shepard. A few years later, I returned to my old stomping grounds in New Jersey for a short vacation. Well, while I was there, I heard on the grapevine that Shep's latest book had just been published and so he was making the rounds at local bookstores. I couldn't pass up this opportunity, so I looked up the list of stores on his itinerary and headed right down to the nearest Barnes & Noble. When I arrived, I immediately headed to the fiction department and picked up a copy of Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories. And true to his word, sitting at a table nearby, there was the big man himself, Gene Shepard signing his autograph for all the other fans who were also there purchasing their own copies of Wanda Hickey. There was a big line, of course, with dozens of people waiting to see him live and in person. 
So I got in line and patiently waited my turn. This is probably only the second time in my life that I ever asked anyone for an autograph. The first time was Tiny Tim. Remember him from Johnny Carson's Tonight Show and Roman and Martin's Laugh-In? <laughs> well, that was nothing. Tiny Tim was small potatoes compared to an autograph from Gene Shepard. Well, as the line progressed, it was finally my turn to present Wanda Hickey to Shep for his official signature. With a few simple words exchanged like, Hey man, how you doing? Thanks for coming out today. He took his pen and with a big dramatic flourish, signed his autograph on the inside front cover, adding those famous trademark words of his right underneath. Excelsior, Dad! <laughs> you know, it wasn't until sometime later that I discovered what Excelsior really means. You know those wood shavings we used as packing materials back in the days before plastic bubble wrap? Yeah, that's Excelsior. If we had some valuable stuff we wanted to protect when we shipped out things by the U.S. Postal Service, we usually stuffed Excelsior all around the contents of the package to keep them safe from bumps and bruises. Oh, yeah, and it's also part of the official slogan on the Great Seal of the State of New York. <laughs> Go figure. And if you don't believe me, look it up on Wikipedia and see for yourself. Well, anyway, that was my big moment with Gene Shepard. A day that will live on in history. Or at least in my personal history. It may not seem like much to you, but it was a special moment in my life. Excelsior, Dad. I'm Tom Nielsen, and you've been listening to A Look Behind in Rewind. See you next time.